Welcome to Frugal Fundamentals, our virtual workshop series where we provide resources and information for athletes to succeed in and out of sports. This is our learning series that focuses on different themes athletes can use and apply to their own financial playbooks. These are live interactive workshops and we hope you like them. Thank you so much for taking the time. Pleasure to like formally meet you. I've been yeah. following your page for you know quite a, quite some time now. So, uh, loving what you're doing. Uh, but let's get right into it. Uh, for context, this week is the theme is personal branding, uh, something that you have a lot of experience in, not only for yourself but helping you know fellow athletes and clients. So we want to you know, kind of kind of get into that and uh, learn more about you, the tricks of the trade, and all that. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm excited. I've been following your page as well and like even connecting with athletes through your page. So it's been awesome. Oh, it's perfect. That's no, great to hear. So tell, so tell the audience about yourself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he introduced me. My name is Natalie Allport. Um, I am a former um, national team snowboarder. So I was on the Canadian national team uh, program for four years. Unfortunately, missed out on, on the Olympics, had a lot of injuries over my career. Um, that's kind of the nature of snowboarding. It's, it's pretty short. And uh, yeah, ended up retiring. Retiring sounds a lot better than quitting, but stepping away from competing in um, 2015. And, and I'd already started um, my marketing business. I was lucky that I'd grown my personal brand um, through social media uh, to get sponsorships and help fund my snowboard career. And that transitioned into some of those sponsors asking me to do all their social media marketing. And so that kind of launched my business. And um, throughout the years, I've just helped consulting athletes if they need any help with sponsorship emails, proposals, how to, like, what to post, things like that, all the while, while you know, doing social media marketing for businesses and entrepreneurs and now bringing it all together to, uh, yeah, try to help more athletes kind of follow the same path that I was able to, because truly it, it opened up so many doors for me, not only while I was competing, but also like once I was done and, and being able to launch this business. That's amazing. And I want to take it back just one, one step because I'm not really into, um, the snow. Like, so what's harder <laughs> snowboarding or skiing? Uh, so that's a, like an age old debate. And uh, yeah, that can cause some, some rifts because in my family, I'm the only snowboarder. So oh. my, yeah, my whole family skis, my brother, he doesn't compete, but he is like, he's a very good skier and skis in the train park. And so we have like wars. <laughs> and yeah, actually, when I learned how to snowboard, my family ditched me. They all, they, they made me teach myself because they said I was too slow to keep up. So uh, that's how I actually had to get good was so that I could actually join them because they would leave me go riding while I'm on the bunny hill and having to teach myself. But yeah, I don't know which one is harder. It, it depends. Skiing is easy to pick up okay. but I think it's it might be a little bit more difficult to like really master it um versus snowboarding I mean they all have their different nuances mm -hmm. but snowboarding is the learning process is very difficult like people are spending years falling and falling and falling <laughs> and hurting themselves more than skiing per se like you know you see those little kids skiing and they pick it up kind of quickly um so yeah I would say that the initial learning process is a little bit more difficult than snowboarding no, that's, thank you for sharing. I think I'm just going to stick to sledding from, from, from right now. Uh, something you said that I really wanted to point out is that you said when you were working with, like, you know, brands and companies that they wanted you to manage their social channels. So were you always, like, really good or, like, what were some growing pains that you had to go through, like, learning, you know, how to post, strategy, execution, all things like that? 
Yeah, I was actually talking about this with with a friend recently, and I was thinking that that you know a lot of people were like on Instagram when it first came out, and actually, so my parents were like really kind of against social media when they first started. I was like the last person to get a cell phone, the last person to to get on social media. I actually I created a Facebook account where my first name was Snow and my last name was Border. So that my parents didn't know I was on Facebook. So every time I posted a status, I'd have to say AKA Natalie and then post my status. Wow. And um, yeah, so like I, I really didn't have it till late, which actually I think kind of encouraged me to like have to pick it up really quickly. Like how do I research and learn about how to actually utilize this? And then, um, yeah, like a lot of my fellow athletes were like using social media, but they were making like GoFundMes and things like this to fund their Olympic dreams and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. Like, but I know I need brands i need sponsors and so my dad um both my parents are into marketing and we've we've a very entrepreneurial family like we've been uh, i had my first business with it was like a little family business we started when i was 10 so we're always doing like little hustles like that you know like i was the kid selling candy at school so um yeah so i think that's that kind of encouraged me to take that same mindset into um social media and then at that time, I think Twitter was kind of like the main profile and I would DM companies and um, growing up, I actually was obsessed with getting stickers. Like I don't, if any skateboarders are on here, skateboarders are really into this where they like message the skateboard companies and get stickers sent to their houses. So then they can sticker up whatever things like with the brand. So I did that like throughout my childhood. I had mail every single day um, from brands sending me stickers and I said, I'll sticker up the whole neighborhood with your brand. So I kind of used that same mindset into like how do I reach out to companies on social media then learning how do I differentiate myself versus like my competitors and other athletes so that people want to align with my story and then yeah then I think some brands took notice that I was you know being active there and using it more than some other athletes like because they're already doing so well or they already have the clout or whatever it is you know the brands come to them and then they might not do much with it like it just like it did the the brands are almost asking them for a lot more versus I think I was a little bit more active where I was like, what do you guys need from me? Like, what are you looking for? And um, yeah, I think that initiative kind of took off. And then, yeah, I, when I first started managing this company, social media, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have no idea what to do because I was just starting. And luckily it took off from there. Other businesses would come to their business and ask who's managing it. And that's kind of how it all snowballed. No, that's amazing. I, I really like how you pointed out, you know, being a, a value add, you know, being active. Um, I think that's really important for athletes. So can you talk about how athletes can, you know, provide value? You know, as athletes, we're so used to people coming to us. So how can we kind of flip the script? Right. I think it's just looking at things as impact over hype. I see a lot of athletes that post, you know, maybe once a month or once every two months. And it's like, here's like, their best result, or here's them looking awesome on the field. And it gets a lot of likes for that one time. But it, it doesn't allow you to build that deeper connection that's going to build a fan for life that follows you whatever you're doing now whatever you're doing in the future you can transition to different things and you have someone who is like really connected with your personality and so I think just being more active and not being afraid to share more like share some of the behind the scenes the insights don't look over those small things that you take for granted and think oh well who cares about this like a lot of people would care um care about like I've seen some people posting like D1 athletes who post a lot about what they actually get in gear as a D1 athlete or all these things. And people really care about knowing that, especially fans who don't usually get that inside access. And social media gives you that inside access to athletes. No, that's really important. And what would you say your brand is all about? Like when people like come to your page or ask you, how would you define your brand? Yeah, 
that's a tough one. I think my brand is just me, and I'm hoping that that's what comes across is, you know, my, my personality and being able to share that. And so, like, I have a lot of different interests, and I I feel like it's it's almost tough to fit that all into a, a box. And that's why I usually recommend, like, you don't have to fit yourself into a box and say, like, I'm the fitness person or I'm this person. Like, you know, I don't have a fitness business, so I don't have to be completely fitness. I don't have this like it's people come to me I think and and resonate with me because I share more about the different things I'm exploring whether it's optimizing my life to be you know a really elite at fitness and at business those things coincide so um yeah my, my whole thing is just being authentic and sharing whatever I'm into and hoping that showing the behind the scenes of whatever I do like the thought process behind it helps other people as well with you know the actionable steps to different things that they're into whether it's marketing mindset fitness all those types of things no, that's really, that's really, I really like how you shared that. But can you talk about, like, some of the key aspects when it comes to building a personal brand? You know, whether, like, things that you did or things that you help athletes do now? Yeah, so uh, one of the things is you don't have to only post about your sport. I think a lot of athletes think, um, and, and this is true, especially with a lot of snowboarders and skiers, you know, they're all posting the same videos. Like, they're all going to a competition, they're filming each other, and then they're all posting the same things. And I think it's true for a lot of athletes. Like, how do you actually differentiate yourself from your teammate or your fellow competitor where you're all posting the exact same things from the same place. And so it's, it's diving deeper into, you know, what makes you, you. So um, for me as a, as a snowboarder, my whole thing was I was really into strength and conditioning and training. And it's not, it's not, um, I guess, usual for an action sport athlete to be into those things. It's kind of anti the culture. So that was some way that I connected with more people and especially parents of young athletes uh, would connect with me because they would they would put like see me training and putting in the work and see that background that a lot of athletes weren't sharing and like send it to their kids and say like hey this helped my kid like learn what it takes to get to the level you're at and so I think just exploring different aspects that's one thing that I recommend athletes to do is like don't just you know post whenever you have a cool new video show the behind the scenes what are you thinking what's the day in your life look like you know all those little things that you might take for granted is really cool and could actually help a lot of people so that's one thing and then just being more active as well like we're seeing all the eyes online right now and so a lot of people have just you know gone offline because there's no sports but yeah. those athletes that are showing up online doing you know say lives like this or um sharing how they're training at home or what they're you know doing tiktok dances whatever it is i think those athletes are really winning right now and they're come they're going to come out ahead with stronger personal brands whether they're the top athlete or not because they're, you know, using this time to connect deeper and build deeper relationships instead of just kind of surface level. Yeah, that's really cool that you said that. And uh, one thing that you've been doing is the weekly uh, lives. And I really enjoy those. Uh, can you talk about, like, is there a favorite format that you like right now, whether it's TikTok, IG Live, YouTube? Like, if there is one you had to pick, which one would it be? Yeah, I think Instagram is still such a pillar. Like, it's, it's so culturally ingrained with us now that Instagram is, like, it, it's almost dictated the culture. Like, we're thinking yeah. about, like, this picture for the gram while we're in the moment <laughs> of doing something, which is so crazy. Like, it's, it, I mean, I do it, too. Like, I'm in the middle of training. I'm like, oh, this would be a, you know, a cool photo, or I should get a photo of this part of my training or whatever, which... Uh, you know, being creative growing up, I used to film all my snowboarding in the backyard and all those things. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like I, I like to create that. That's like a creative process for me. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, I do think Instagram's almost a pillar because if you even look at TikTok, like I love, I've been really enjoying TikTok right now. And I think a lot of athletes have been as well. But 
TikTok still usually leads to your Instagram. Most people are putting in their TikTok bio to go to their Instagram and brands are still looking more at, at your Instagram. So I do think there's big potential in all those other channels, but I think Instagram is almost like that hub right now um, that Facebook almost used to be. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting how you put it because I feel like all roads lead back to Instagram at yeah. you know, some way, shape, or form. Um, can you talk about you know working with brands like the you know the pitch process? You know, like as an athlete, you, you mentioned you worked in. I mean, you used to be a snowboarder, so that's more of an action sport, niche sport. It's not like the big NFL, NBA, or baseball. Can you talk about, you know, pitching yourself to a brand, that whole process, like what you need, what are some metrics that they're looking for? How do you, you know, create some collaboration in that front? Right. Yeah. So I, I've been lucky to experience this since I just was on Twitter up to like I compete in CrossFit now. And so I've had brands that I've collaborated with. And then on the other side in my business, some of the brands that I've worked with, you know, have athletes that approach them as well. So um yeah it definitely is different as an action sport where you usually don't have an agent unless you're like the top top and so you do have to learn how to market yourself and i think it's it, you know it is valuable for all those people in the main sport as well of how like they can leverage their own likeness their name their brand but especially for action sports you actually have to do some of that pitching yourself you don't have an agent who's like you know talking with the people you might have a coach and i've, I've been lucky to have coaches who put me in connection with some people but ultimately it was me who has to do the talking so um what i used to do is yeah, I would just DM and, and email people. And it came again from that whole thing about like trying to get stickers sent to me by skateboard companies. And um, I would message them and I would start the conversation more about like, what can I offer them? So the whole thing, I like to really back almost like getting into a relationship. When you get into a relationship, if you sit down on that first date or even just ask someone on the first date, and all you're talking about is like, hey, did you know, like, I won this event, and I'm like, and I do this, and um, I rank this, like, yeah. someone is probably going to be very turned off, they're like, hey, okay, like, great, you're all this, but, so if you can just open it up with starting a relationship, like, ask, asking a brand what they're looking for, um, if they even, you know, are looking for athletes right now, uh, keeping that conversation open, so I think the first thing is just starting a relationship, get the discussion okay. going any way you can, and I think, you know, brands probably get hundreds maybe thousands every day of messages and emails from people who are saying hey i am like the top ranked in this i need a sponsor to pay for me for this there's no connection there so if you yeah. can reach out and just you know even show them that you're using their product like one one way that i would do it now um compared to what i did in the past because before there, it was before instagram and stories would be like actually be a, a consumer of the product say you want to be a you, you have like a sports drink. What if you, you start posting a little bit about the sports drink or showing the behind the scenes of the products you use until one of the brands is like, oh my gosh, this is so cool that you're using the product. And then either they come to you or when you open up the conversation, they see that you're not shopping around for any sports, you know, drink to work with. You've actually been invested in using their product and even given them a little bit of free promotion already. So I think coming up in that sense, uh, another thing that brands are looking for, apart from that deeper relationship, is um, definitely like how engaged your following is. So, you know, some people might have a very large following. And I've, I've spoken to brands about this, but their followers just, they, they're not going to buy anything that they're selling. Like they're very 
surface level. So if, if again, like with your personal brand, you're sharing more of your personality behind the scenes, you're actually like even responding to comments from fans or your followers, DMs, things like that. They're much more likely to follow any of the advice you say across health, wellness, anything really that you're that you're promoting and it seems more authentic because they've seen you being open and upfront with them about other things and so they have this deeper connection with you so that's that's another one is they look at um engagement more than just like the, the follower count and then third is is sell your story so for me I, you know when i started looking for sponsors i wasn't the best in the world um when i started for sure and and in the end i i never was the best in the world but i was able to promote that like hey i came from this like i came from this town that didn't have you know all these big ski hills and i ended up making it to here and now my goal is to get to this level and i i kind of lay out the whole journey and i show them how hard i'm working at it and try to use that story as something that can align with their brand so if their brand is about like hard work and perseverance i'm like hey i am the snowboard athlete for you because i'm working in the gym i'm doing all these things that other people aren't and so um that that was also a big one no, I really think that's important, you know, selling your story because your story gravitates to someone no matter who it is. I think there's a niche for everyone. And then you talked about, you know, having a connection, not just like trying to do a business transaction all the time. Um, right. That's very valuable. Um, we talked about all the positives to building like a personal brand. Obviously, you know, brands are spending money, you know, being able to engage with fans on a deeper level. Talk about some of the downside, you know, when you don't properly probably take care of your personal brand like what are some ways that athletes may damage his or her brand yeah and so that that's that's a tough one and you know everyone makes mistakes everyone's human so especially when you're putting yourself out there it's you're not going to be for everybody. Like, you know, uh, I have some people who I had to realize this, you know, sometimes I post about something that I really care about and that I think will be valuable and I lose some followers, but I also usually gain more that are in my niche. And so it's like, okay, that's fine because I know I'm talking about what I want to. I think this is helpful. And if that doesn't help those people who were following before, maybe they weren't following for the right reasons. But then of course there's um, as, as we all know, and we've seen, um, especially like recently in the NHL, they've gone through a lot of scandals in the last couple of weeks. There's athletes who, you know, they've, they've talked in private and had those private conversations leaked out that's been affecting their personal brands. And, um, that's that's really tough and you see it for businesses too who might get a bad review or something like that that's the nature of social media is you're putting yourself out there and that puts yourself out there for whether it's feedback positive or negative as well as you know even shining the light on some of the things the mistakes that you might have made in the past or mistakes that you make in the moment so i think some of the ways that you can deal with that is just owning up to it because if you do want your personal brand to be strong, you want to be authentic. And so if you make a mistake or if something goes wrong or, you know, maybe you overshare about something that you felt strongly about in the moment and realized that it got a lot of pushback, it's all about owning up to it. I've seen, um, so in, say, in the sport of CrossFit, there's been athletes who got popped for steroids. And then they post nothing. They move on with their life and just show their training and their everyday life. And they never share, like, you know, why did they do this? Did they cheat? Did they not? What are their thoughts? And that almost, it just, it doesn't build any possible future personal brand because you just skipped over it and pretended like nothing happened. And I think yeah. it's about owning up to your mistakes because everyone has mistakes. And so I think that, you, you know, your true fans will understand the ones who might not be, you know, offended by whatever you did or, or can get over it. No, thank you for, so much for that detailed response. Would you like... There's like a starting five of people that you admire from a personal brand perspective. Um, 
on the athlete side, who would they be and why? Yeah. So, okay. So I like the, I like Gronk, um, (laughs) because he's had so many great business opportunities. Like, you know, you've seen him on Shark Tank with his brothers and, um, just doing all these awesome things. And so he's been able to really leverage his whole persona really well into other opportunities and even like becoming a force in when it comes to business and investing. So that's been kind of cool to see. Um, uh, a hockey athlete that's doing this really well right now is Connor Carrick. He okay. just uh, he started a podcast. I, I don't remember how long ago it is, but it hasn't been too long. And he actually made a post about like how opening up and sharing more on social media, especially like around mental health and different things, has helped him and like realize that he's making an impact on people like he's getting messages from people who are like wow this helped me you know you're shining a light on different athletes and your own story that's helping the younger athletes coming up in the sport and helping the sport as a whole get a better image about hockey players especially with what they're going through now having like a really good guy being more of a face is really beneficial for the nhl i'm sure so he's doing awesome stuff there just producing more content and and just diving into like what he's passionate about and sharing it so i think that's been cool um the rock obviously is yeah. is a huge one and he started before the days of social media but he i think he you know he knew all along where, where he wanted to go and started opening up those entertainment industry um i guess doors before he was finished with with the sports that he was playing so that that's another one that i think uh, i look up to a lot because whatever he's doing he's always still sharing about the next thing or whatever he's passionate about and i think that's key like if you're interested in cooking or you're interested in creating content share some of that kind of stuff because when you do transition all the people have already been following and seen that you know it makes more sense it's not like you just did a full 180 into something else um and then yeah i think uh one guy that i connected i think through through your posts where was carlin isles and uh, we did an instagram live uh maybe two oh yeah i saw that yeah he's a good guy yeah he's doing yeah and he he mentioned on on the live that he like really went all in on being the fastest rugby player and like that's what he's known for and i think that's really cool too because he posts tons of his training people follow him for strength uh, for their speed training and he's really carved out a very strong following with his niche yeah. and i think that's really cool too because I, I look at a lot of the other rugby players and a lot of the social media all looks the same but he's really carved out this niche by going all in on his strength no that, that that's really important like like when you say following following your strength you know, strengthening your strength and people are going to follow, people are going to find, you know, value in that and your, your, your company, your conglomerate, your brand is only going to grow. Um, Allie, I want to thank you so much for your time. If there's any like lasting, like takeaway words that you'd have for the audience, what, what would they be and why? Think about impact instead of hype. Like I know a lot of athletes, they may not want to put effort in. And so like when they do post, you know, like this hype image, they get a ton of likes, but they find, I, you know, I see a lot of athletes who say, well, like social media just is like, it's just all about hype and looking cool or whatever, but it's because they haven't gone deeper. Like it is, they're almost falling into the trap themselves because they only post about like this, you know, hype thing or, or for cloud or whatever it is. And, you know, some of them do it maybe on purpose and, and many don't but when you actually like if if you enjoy connecting with people or even if you don't realize yet that you do enjoy connecting with people once you start posting those things and maybe it's not for likes it's not for you know growth but it's to build that deeper connection with the people who already are following you it, it's it's amazing. Like I, I've been posting more videos, and I'm getting DMs from people who are saying they sent it to their kids because it's going to help them, or um, you know, it's helping their daughters or their son, or people saying it's helped them motivate 
may motivate them to go all in on whatever they're doing. And that is like, it keeps you going and it makes you want to actually post more and keep building your personal brand because you realize that it's actually making this difference that's more than just hype or surface level. It's It goes to deeper into something that I think, you know, most of us just as humans and psychologically crave, which is making an impact and leaving a legacy. No, thank you so much, Natalie. Really appreciate you uh, for taking the time on uh, short notice um, to share more about, you know, personal branding, digital marketing, your career and your journey. Um, obviously, your Instagram's live, but where can we find you? Um, yeah, so of course, yeah, like, like you said, we're on Instagram now. Um, I'm basically on most platforms. Um, I, I've been trying to create some more longer form YouTube videos with like tips for some athletes. So if, if any athletes want to go, it's it's youtube.com slash, I think you have to put a C now, slash Natalie Allport. So it's, it's my name. Um, but yeah, I have a website, natalieallport.com. And um, yeah, you can find most of my links whenever I post po- podcasts, my Instagram live interviews, the audio format, and any new videos. I always post it up there and I usually post links on my Instagram. So um, yeah, pretty much just wherever you type in my name, um, I'm probably there. Perfect. Thank you so much. Also, um, about ninety three agency, right? That's that's the name of your company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where they, um, where can they find you there? Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you have a business or a brand that's looking for marketing, um, if if you're a personal or you're an athlete, you just want to chat, definitely come to my personal. But yeah, if you're a business or brand, you can head to ninety three agency dot com or um, our social media channel is in the it's in my bio, so you can see it there too. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Um, we'll be, definitely be in touch soon. I, I know you're going to be doing great things. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Frugal Fundamentals are originally posted live on our Instagram or private Zoom link. For more information on how you can join our private virtual workshops, check the show notes below. Time where every move is scrutinized at the elbow, I hit the